0: Just a quick one. This episode of Pulp Kitchen is brought to you by Noggin HQ. Noggin HQ is a hot new credit referencing agency for Gen Z and millennials. They are revolutionising the way that credit scoring is done by making it cheaper, simpler and easier. If you're interested, you're under 30 and you want to start building
1: a better credit score, follow at Noggin HQ now on all social media platforms. Back to the show. I really don't know who the Fantastic Beast films are for anymore. Right. I just saw Fantastic Beast 3, Secrets of Dumbledore and... In it, it's 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 so dull and boring. And I, I was thinking about you, right? Who's not emotionally attached to Harry Potter? And I watched that film, and I was like, there is literally nothing for George to enjoy from this. This 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 the Fantastic Beasts film, from my perspective, are clearly doing something different from Harry Potter. Where yeah. Harry Potter was like a sort of child-oriented, really like warm, friendly family show. And they went with the Fantastic Beast thing, which on paper makes sense because Harry Potter fans are grown ups now when you yeah. think about it, and yeah. they've taken it to a slightly more grown up, less child oriented story. Mm-hmm. But there's just nothing rich about that plot for anyone who actually likes Harry Potter. And the film is so dull and magicless, and it's lost its sense of wonder that for someone who doesn't already love mm-hmm. this, what are they actually gonna get out of it?
0: Well, I, all I will say is, I don't think a film that's the third film in a trilogy necessarily has to cater for an outside audience such as myself. But what I will say Harry is, Harry
1: Potter six and seven were watchable for people. my dad. Would have gone to see Harry Potter six and seven and enjoyed
0: it without having read and seen the first six. Okay, but okay, but I think what so. Regardless, yeah, I you know also for the record, no, I don't have anything against Harry Potter. No. I just didn't get into it that much There's when I was a kid. Like I got, I got yeah. sort of halfway and that was it. The when I see when I've seen the Fantastic Beasts films of advertised and discussed, I get the impression that like, the first one was fine. Okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second one I've heard was like dire. Bad. Like really dire. And it's- It's Mess. And I got the impression that it it seemed that they panicked and wanted to bite off more than they can chew because they wanted to build a universe, like really build and expand the story and it collapsed under its own weight. And when I see the poster- for Secrets of Dumbledore, they've reduced the fantastic. Well, well, piece. yeah. First of all, they've reduced the thing, but also the Secrets of Dumbledore—a uh, complete shift in focus. Because I knew the first one was like, "Oh, this is Eddie Redmayne and his three three pals," right? And I remember seeing the poster for the second one, and it had loads more people in it, and I, and I couldn't work out. And the post, you know, do you ever have this thing where you see a poster that uh, screams um, indecision? Uh, a yeah. film poster is indecisive. The second poster for that. The poster for the second Fantastic Beasts film was indecisive because it couldn't work out how much prominence to give Eddie Redmayne and how much prominence to give Albus Dumbledore. Because even it, and, and that's because the film doesn't know how much prominence it doesn't know whether it to be Eddie it's Redmayne's three. film or it's a sequel. It's <laughs> right, and, yeah. exactly. And well, in this, this one it was but Johnny Depp. But but and when I see the poster for the third film now, Secrets of Dumbledore, I'm like, I don't know what the focus is of this film because there's about eight characters yeah. on that poster. Not all of them are famous faces, so I don't really know what they're doing there. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, what does this film want to sell me? Mm. What am I supposed to, what story is this film telling me? Because all it's showing me is just a lineup of faces looking <gasps> puzzled and shocked.
1: I who- just, just in case you didn't know, Fantastic Beast set in the wizard Harry Potter wizarding sure. world. It's set about a hundred years prior, no, no, it's set in maybe like eighty years prior to the events of Harry Potter first one was set in new york second one in paris this one is set all o- all over the world and it follows a magizoolist magizoologist named newt Scamander, who is a character you're you're aware of in the books he writes the some of these books about magical creatures which you like are referenced in the book and it stars now a much younger dumbledore and it goes on to tell the story of like the conflict with grindelwald and like that's that's where that's where we're at um you know
0: it, you said oh, it's about Newt Scamander. Is it about Newt Scamander? It was. It certainly is now. Exactly. He, he,
1: he's he, he's playing a, a, a now like a very forced part of this trilogy where I'm like, mm. it's not really that relevant for you to be here, but yeah. like here you are. <coughs> the most the most disappointing thing about it because I'll admit, I went, I really want to like this film. Mm. I'm being biased going into this because I have such an emotional connection to it. I'm I'm going I'm like I wanna see what it has to offer and reading Harry Potter growing up and watching the films you always got this sense that you had this amazing story surrounding Harry Potter but every time those books lifted up a rock to reveal something else and something deeper in that world it was always so rewarding and so enriching and you in your imagination spun off you're like oh my god like that's a whole side of the world that I never knew and it gets revealed to you more and more clearly as you know, the the plot gets more complex, but obviously J.K. Rowling is clearly, like, you know, thickening out this whole world. And it's quite disappointing to have, like, the first one, which was, you know, fine, and I was willing to give it a chance, but to have all of this be fleshed out and to hear about all this other stuff going on uh, on in the world. And second film aside, which is even worse, but I'm getting to the end of the third film now in this trilogy, and we're getting to the plot point at the end of the film. And at the end of it, I'm going again, which happened in the second one. I'm like, really? Is that all the plot happening that's going on? And Mm -hmm. we've got, you're meant to be doing five of these, and we're at the end of the third one and this is the this is the conjoining point which brings us to the reason why we're here I'm like what like this is this is this is the conflict between Dumbledore and Grindelwald like the gay
0: lovers who fell out like come on like that is drama like it, give me a story so it's clear that there's just it hasn't got an idea it sounds like it really doesn't have a sure footing on what it wants to What's do the story I don't know what like okay we're gonna do this and this and like the end of the second one I, I, I didn't
1: realize it was the end and then it ended and I was like oh my god that's it the film's done is that is that it? Mm-hmm. And then I was like this is this is bad this is confusing and confusing and bad. The the, the the problem with with this film is that Dumbledore and Grindelwald were were previous lovers and there's this real plot device they use. So Dumbledore has this, this pendant jewel wrapped around his arm that it has a vial with both his blood and Grindelwald's blood and they put it in that vial meaning that like while this is worn and you can't take it off they can't harm each other. So it basically means that you have these two people sending out all their friends to do all the bidding just to give themselves a reason to not interact mostly in this film. And and then it as someone someone uh, described it as like these two people are like the the king chess pieces on a chessboard they can't actually do anything so they have all their other right. pieces moving and there's no actual reason why everyone else is doing all the stuff it seems to just go from sequence to sequence and it's just quite quite dull um, God bless Dan Fogler. Who plays this like Muggle Fogler, character? Vogler, yeah. who plays this Muggle character in that film, and he is the only one that is like really good at bringing like humour yeah, and heart. I... And he's like the Muggle lens w- which is viewing all of this. There's no reason why he should be there. Yeah. He has no magical ability, and he's, he's he's and he's like shoehorned in the end for the a reason why he was
0: so helpful. But I'm just, there's three films in, and I'm, I'm like, why? It seems like it's outgrown its original idea, which was the, you know, Eddie Redmayne and Newt thing. It yeah. seems like Newt Commander and the whole gang and Dan Fogler are just there as a staple of continuity to make you feel like you're watching a cohesive series. But it sounds like there's nothing cohesive across these entire films. And I think what sums up the indecision about <coughs> excuse me, this film series, which I know I haven't seen, so I can't really pass yeah. judgment on, but wasn't there that thing about in the second one that, like, Um, Eddie Redmayne was saying Grindelwald and Jude Law was saying Grindelwald. Oh, it's Uh, all over the place. And it's only when they were on set that Jude Law was like, wait, I've been saying Grindelwald. And it was too late. In Germany, in this film, they're like, (laughs) Gerhard Grindelwald.
1: And it's like, just uh, no syllables were used. Um, Um, But like even, uh, you know, the Harry Potter films, the the first eight, they were, even though they're, they're they're not perfect and they're flawed, they were still really heartwarming and fun and they're now for me in my 20s they're like the perfect cosy hangover film and even though they're not Mm. perfect they'll still work really well for that I'm never going to want to sit down with a nice bit of food and go let's watch Fantastic Beasts Mm. and to me that just represents a failure of Harry Potter
0: Is it to the Harry Potter franchise what the Hobbit films were to the Lord of the Rings franchise?
1: Mm, No The Hobbit is better than Fantastic Beasts I'd say The Hobbit The Hobbit you know what? I'll wait until Fantastic Beasts is done because The Hobbit was like the first half of those trilogy is like, I think, just about justifying itself. The second half, you're like, you should not have stretched this out over three films. The, 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 the source material are working from is really thin, but I still would rather... The, the Hobbit has heart. The Hobbit, I could watch on a hangover. Fantastic Beasts, I wouldn't. That it's is, to ho- me, my barometer of success. Experience, really hollow. you I'm sorry, in my head, I'm like, oh, this isn't... I know there's more to tell. I'm like, I, yeah. I know this, this this world is richer you than I've been told. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say that, but I'm like, I, I feel like I've heard richer stories from this world, and this is what you have to show me. So you're a potterhead. Huge pothead, yeah. I think. It, <clears throat> is that what they say? <laughs> We're the potheads. Okay, yeah. fine. That's how Girl, I'm reading I reading the am. books. Mm-hmm. But that's watching the film. Because to point, Stephen Fry audio tapes. Sorry.
0: On that point, then, I want to say, because you saw harry potter and the cursed child recently Mm. the big blockbuster show on the west end i did Uh, the two parts we have to buy two separate tickets yeah an extortionate price price. but
1: bought it two years before i saw it and i'd only heard really good things and i hadn't had the entire plot spoiled for me i didn't read the book which was the screenplay which you could go out and read and i i hated it i think i hated it i got to the end of part one which is like, you know, you have a half and another half, and then that's like, okay. And then to part one, I was like, hmm, this is a lot of plot. This is an awful lot of plot that they're doing. And on a, on a technical level, The Cursed Child was one of the best plays I'd ever seen. Right. Like, the magic, the, sure. the staging, the way, was, like, just everything about that was phenomenal, and it was truly, truly beautiful. And then it got to part two... And I was like, ooh, this is a lot. And they are starting to touch plot elements of Harry Potter, which to me are like, you don't go there. Sacred. Sacred. Things that like I am like protective over those characters. And if you're gonna go back like like this is this uh I'm gonna slightly spoil the lightly spoil sure? the cursed child. They go back and they interact with with Snape. Right. And the way that they portray Snape is the Snape that is, not, that is not in the knowledge that we know he has. And I'm like, Who's this? who wrote this? Like, I know that Snape knows better than what he's being confronted with now. And the mm. way in which he's acting just doesn't make sense. And you've, you had one of the most incredible cathartic closures on that character. And, and it's never like affected me more to understand the reveal of like, that yeah. character because I grew up like, like hating him and then, and then the reveal. And you're going to go there? with yeah. these two characters who I don't really like and I don't really justify and then like the, the, the ending and the whole sequence with Harry which I'm not really going to but like the ending of part two I was just I was so not into it and seeing Voldemort again I was like really you're bringing him back into oh, it's this stuff. it's a time travel it's like a time I heist know,
0: yeah oh god so but it's Avengers Endgame <laughs> style time heist but how long is it before they bring the gang back and they make that into a film version <sighs> It's just inevitable, surely. They're just waiting for no, them to, yeah. get, to, the right to get to the right age. To the right age. It's I like the insurance, it's like Warner Brothers has that as the insurance choice. It's, it's Warner Brothers, is back it. Yeah, yeah, Warner Brothers, yeah. I just, yeah, I mean,
1: it, look, I, it, again, technically a great, a great play, but there was so, just a lot of plot. A, you know, like a load of plot happens, and I'm like, God, this is a lot to process. So it's a strange time to be a pothead, then. It's a huge strange time to be a pothead. Um, what can I say? I, I I want I I still want Fantastic Beasts to be better than it is. I want good Harry Potter content out there. But
0: if you've seen it, you disagree with James, or you agree with James, let us know. Yeah.